Good evening. This is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. I've got a little message I want to share with you today. I want to thank you for joining in and being here with us and everything. I hope you enjoy this message. Uh, what I wanted to kind of speak about today, and I've entitled it, What the Bible Says About Death. Just the very word death. It can bring different type of images of darkness, grief, even fear into our lives. But you know, God does not want us to live in fear nor defeat. He wants us to live and die with the confidence that comes from knowing that we belong to Jesus and Jesus defeated death. When he died on that cross, and rose from the grave. Yes, Jesus defeated death. If we are in Jesus Christ, then we also have defeated death and will have eternal life in heaven with God. So what does so let's see, what I want to look at is what does the Bible what does the Bible say or tell us about death? And I've just put together a few things through scripture that reveals to us how God wants us to see death how he reveals it to us. And if we, like I said a while ago, if we are in Jesus Christ, death is not something to fear. But death is the beginning of a whole new life, and if that life will be for eternity in the presence of God. You know, like I said, death is not the end. And you've got a lot, number of people out there that believe that once you die, you just simply cease to exist. But see, the Bible tells us something completely different. Scripture teaches that our physical bodies will decompose. One day the physical body will die, it will decompose. But our inner man or that spirit will live forever. Yes, our spirit will live on forever. Our spirit will never die. And... Uh, we will either, when we die, we will either live in the presence of God or we will be separated from Him. You know, I said a while ago that the body will decompose. It will. But listen to what it says here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7. It said, Then shall the dust, or the physical body, Return to the earth as it was. Now we all know that the body God created, but He said He piled up some dirt, He breathed in that dirt, and we became a living soul. When He breathed into that dirt, He also breathed into us His Spirit. And so whenever this physical body dies, yes, it will return to the earth. That's what it says. I'm going to read this one more time. Then shall the dust, the physical body, return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So our body goes back to dust, but our spirit goes to back to God who gave it to us. And in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talked about a time coming, one of these days, we don't know, but it's not going to be that far off, when he will separate what he says, the sheep from the goats. And I want to read it here just a second. It's Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 through 34. <clears throat> it says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then 
shall he set up on the throne of glory. And before, and before, or in front of Jesus, shall be gathered all nations, or all men. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. He shall, he shall set the sheep on his right hand. The sheep are the godly people that believe in Jesus Christ. But the goats on the left, the goats represent the ungodly or the unbeliever. Then shall Jesus say unto them, on his right hand, remember on his right hand is a sheep, Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He's telling the sheep, the, the, the believers, come unto him and come to the kingdom that he has prepared for us. Now notice he didn't invite the goats at all. The goats are the ungodly. The goats have a whole different destination than what the sheep do. Those are declared, the sheep are declared righteous by Christ, shed blood. They will receive eternal life. But those who rejected him, who are the goats, will go away into eternal punishment or they will go away into the pit of hell. In other words, eternity awaits every single one of us. We have a choice. And it don't make a difference with you, what choice you make. You're still going to live for all eternity. The thing about it is, the sheep, the godly, have a very different destination because they accepted Christ than those who had rejected Christ. Receiving Christ will receive heaven Rejecting Christ, they will receive the pit of hell. And then God says that we do not have to fear death. We're going into another area here now. It says that God never wants His creation to live in fear, uncertainty, or confusion. He wants us to know that if we believe in Jesus Christ, where our destination is, and it is heaven. He doesn't want us doubting that. Through Jesus offers us a, a, a beautiful destination. Through When we accept Jesus, He offers us a beautiful destination, a future free of pain, sorrow, and sickness. And the invitation is open to all, to every single person who will trust in Jesus and the price He paid for us. He paid a great price. He paid... That price was his death on the cross. When we believe Jesus is who he says he is, which he says he is, the sinless Son of God, and that's who he is, and that he did what he said he did, died for our sins on that cross, and then he rose again. Scripture tells us we will receive entrance into God's presence, and that's heaven. This means that when our bodies fail or illness comes, we can have peace knowing that we are secure in God's love and that heaven awaits us. In heaven, I will, I will get to that in a minute, but heaven is something that we cannot even imagine how beautiful heaven must be. You know, 1 Corinthians 2.9 tells us, he says, as it is written, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man 
what God has prepared for them. We cannot even begin to imagine how beautiful and wonderful heaven is going to be simply because here on this earth we have absolutely nothing to compare to the beauty of heaven. Oh, we got some beautiful places here on earth, but they're going to be dull and dim compared to the things of heaven. So we can be secure in our minds, in our hearts, knowing that if we have accepted Christ, that we have a, a place in heaven that awaits us whenever it's time for us to go there. You know, and two, we have to realize that because Jesus overcame death, so will we. God originally created this world free of all sin, and it was free of death. There was not going to be any death. But, but, but when man, Adam and Eve, when they rebelled against God, we broke our relationship with God. We broke that closeness with God. We sinned. You know, and the Bible says that God cannot look upon sin. So something was going to have to happen. Something was going to have to take place for us to be reconciled back to God. And God already had that answer. He knew Adam and Eve was going to sin, but he already had the answer for it. And that was his son Jesus Christ to come to this earth as a baby, to grow up. And then one day, when the time came for him to die on that cross, shed his blood for our sins. Remember the Bible says, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So Jesus Christ's blood, the sinless blood, he was the, the, the most pure sacrifice that God could give. And that's what God did. He gave His Son as a sacrifice to mankind to remove their sin. And when man rebelled, like I said, it separated us from God. It broke our relationship. And then that's when the curse of death and sin entered the world. That's when death and sin entered the world. It's when sin came into the world. When Jesus died on that cross, though, for our sins, He broke the power of sin and death. He broke the power. He defeated death. He defeated sin. When we were in Him, it says that, that, that He took our sins, put them upon Himself, and gave us His righteousness. He took our sins away. He said, I will remember your sins no more. I will separate them. I will cast them away as far as the east is from the west. I'll never bring them up again. When we accept Christ, He took, He removed our sins. And this means even though our physical bodies will cease to function someday, our spirit will immediately enter into God's presence in heaven. The moment we die, that spirit that God breathed into us in creation leaves the body and goes back to be with God. It goes back to be with God and it's going to, it's going to live for all eternity. You know, as Paul said, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So when we, buy, when we die, the body goes back to the earth or back to the dust, but the spirit goes to be with God for all eternity. Then later, when Christ returns, our spirits will be reunited with our physical bodies that become glorified bodies which shall be raised from the dead. 
you know, I'll, I'm going to show you something here in just a minute. Once, and then once uh, we trust in Christ for our salvation, our relationship with God is restored. When we accept Christ, that broken relationship is mended. And we now have a new, brand new relationship with God. Even God does not see our sins anymore because they have been removed by the blood of Christ. And uh, it's, it, 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 we're told that, uh, with, that our relationship is restored to God and He surrounds us and walks beside us and we become one with Him. Therefore, from the moment, from that moment on, we are never alone. God's presence completely surrounds us and it's always with us. See, this was what Jesus was trying to tell his disciples the night that he died. Or the night before he died, at, at, at the past, I mean at the Last Supper. It said, here in John 14, in 14 17 through 20, it says, excuse me. He says, the Father will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Which is the Holy Spirit. You know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. Jesus then goes on to say, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The moment we receive salvation or the moment that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, something takes place. When you accept Christ, the very presence of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, it comes and it lives on the inside of you. You have that Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. That Holy Spirit guides us, leads us, informs us. You know, if you will notice, we all really know what's right and what's wrong. When we think something wrong, do something wrong, or whatever, you get this little voice that says, repent. You know what that is? That is the Holy Spirit. He is convicting you of the sin that you have committed or thinking about committing. Notice something. The whole, I did not say the Holy Spirit condemns you. The Holy Spirit will never condemn you, but He will convict you. He will make you think about what you said, what you did, or what you was thinking about doing. He's given us a warning. Don't do it. If you did it, repent of it. Get rid of it. Don't carry it around. Because it'll just grow and grow and grow and it'll build within you. But get rid of sin the moment that it hits you. Even, even though others out there, maybe even those closest to you, you know, they may abandon you, they may reject you. But I'm going to tell you right now, Christ never will. For he said, you know, what did he say? He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Christ's love for us is so great and so strong that He is not going to re he, he, he is not going to reject you. He is not He is not going to abandon you. But He is going to be there for you. And when you call upon that name of Jesus, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen because He's close. He's right there.
when our time on earth comes to an end, do y'all realize that Jesus will usher us into paradise, into paradise where we'll experience His love and His presence at such a depth that it's unimaginable and it's for all eternity. We can't even think, just like I said a while ago, in 1 Corinthians 2.9, what did I say? For it is written, eye has never seen, nor ear has never heard, nor has entered into our heart the things that God has in store for those who love Him. We cannot even begin to imagine what God's got for us. And He says that He will, He will, He, he will usher us into paradise. We don't. When we die, we don't die alone. You know, it's, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier in Psalms twenty-three, four where David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when I go through that time of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David says, Even though I enter into death, I know you will be with me. And he will. You know, in Revelation 21, 4, God promises us that when we get to heaven, it's not anything like earth. I said, you know, that, that we can, there's nothing here on earth to compare heaven to. But God promised us that when we get to heaven, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, no mourning, no crying, no pain. For all these things have passed away. We'll never see death again. We'll never be sad again. We'll never cry. It's just going to be a time of joy in the presence of God. That's hard to think about, isn't it? When living here on this earth, it seems like every time we turn around, there's something trying to drag us down, make us sad, make us reject God. But in heaven, and in heaven, just think about something else. There will be no more sin. Sin cannot enter into heaven. Sin cannot enter into God's presence. You'll be living in a place where there is no sin. Can you imagine this, this old earth is so full of sin and everything, and it's so bad. That's one reason that we never that, that earth cannot compare with heaven and how great heaven will be. The prom, and this, the promise that God gives us here should give us a hope and peace that that, that just passes all understanding. That passes all understanding. And then I want to finish up. You know, we all have loved ones. We've all lost loved ones. We've lost friends to death. But you know, when we lose a loved one in death, it may be, you know, like I said, it may, we may feel as part of ourselves have also been taken. We probably, I don't know, like me, I've lost my mother, my father, my sister. I'm, I'm, I'm it. I don't have them anymore. I've lost them, a lot of good friends. And uh, and it's sad here on this earth. You grieve those moments that we'll no longer be able to share because we won't be able to share our dreams with them, our desires with them, because they're, 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 they've gone from us here on this earth. Even though our pain is real and deep, if your loved ones belong to Jesus, our sorrow should always have that certainty. One day, 
one day I will see them again. One day, if they, if they are in Jesus Christ when they died, you will see them again. And Scripture promises us something. Here in, in 1 Thessalonians 4.14, it says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Him those who... This you will find over in 1 Thessalonians, like I said, uh, chapter 4, verse 14. This is talking about when Jesus comes back in the rapture. It says that He will bring the saints that have died back with Him. Why? Because the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those spirits of those dead, Jesus is bringing back so they can enter into the body that has risen up out of the grave. And then we who are alive shall join them in the clouds and then we shall be with God forever in heaven. When we that are alive are raptured up and we go back to heaven, we get an instant glorified body on the way back to heaven. Our body changes. We will not see death. But we will, we will receive our glorified body. A glorified body, what is a glorified body? The glorified body is simply the body that Jesus Christ had when he was resurrected. We'll have a body just like Jesus. This means for those who are in the family of God, the goodbyes to our loved ones, they're really not goodbyes but rather we look forward to seeing one another again and never again having to say goodbye. We're going to be with each other again for all eternity. We'll never have to say goodbye. And you know, the love you had for them here on this earth is even going to be greater in heaven than it was here. No, there's no marriage in heaven. But you are closer and love more and stronger. That, that, that one that you knew in, on earth, in heaven. The love is even greater because it's a love that God puts in us for each other. So can you imagine that someday we're going to leave this earth, but if you know Jesus Christ, if you have accepted Christ, you have an eternal home in heaven. Jesus promised that in John 14 in verses 1 through 3. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will return that you may be where I am also. He's coming back. He's coming back for us. His, 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 his children. He loves us and He's coming back. Are you ready? When he comes back, are you going to be with him? If you leave here before he comes back, still I ask, are you going to be with him? To be with him, you have to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe in Jesus Christ. If you can do this, you have eternal life. The decision is up to you. It's not a decision that somebody can make for you. As much as I would love to pray 
for my family, my loved ones, my friends. I can pray for them and ask God, you know, oh God, draw them to you. But I cannot pray for their, for them to receive their salvation. They, I cannot, I cannot repent for them. In other words, they have to do that themselves. They themselves have to accept Jesus Christ. Nobody can do it for you. You have to do it. This is a decision that you have to make. I hope you make that decision to receive Christ into your life that you may know for certain you have eternal life. That you know where you're going to be. And I think that is one of the greatest things I have told people at funerals. Please, let your loved ones know your faith in Christ. Let them know where you are. Don't make them have to wonder if you are there. Let them know for sure. Know that they, if they're in Christ, that they will see you again and you will see them. That should be a comfort to all of us. That when we lose a loved one, knowing that this is just temporary, that I will see them and be with them again. If you will, let us have a prayer. I'm going to close. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. I thank you for the word that God gave us on death. How to look at it, not to fear it, but Lord, if we are in His Son Jesus Christ, it will be a time of celebration. It will be a time of celebration. Because we will be with Jesus and we will be with our loved ones that have gone on ahead of us. So Lord, I pray that you'll just touch the people, draw them to you, let them receive your son that, that their loved ones may know that they are secure in you. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your son Jesus who gave us the opportunity, who made the way for us to have eternal life because of his love for us and his obedience to the Father. I want to thank all of you out there that are here for being with us you're listening, and I hope you all know Jesus Christ. And I pray He puts His hedge of protection around you and your family and protects you through all these things that this earth is going through, that when your time comes, that you will be with Him. Father, again, thank you for your love and all your goodness, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for being here. I'll see you next week. God bless each and every one of you.